0: welcome to row Two play podcast i am your game master kent blue we are an actual play podcast where i play tabletop role-playing games with my friends from all over the world so if you're ready grab a player sheet grab some dice, and let's roll to play. What's up, everybody, and welcome back to to RotoPlay Podcast, a proud member of the RotoPlay Network. I am your host, Kent Blue. This week, We are bringing you a game that is going to lead right up into our horror month of October. We are bringing you Zhongxi, Blood in the Banquet Hall. It is a new game that is being developed by Banana Chan and Sin Fung Lim. Uh, This was just a playtest, and while things have changed in this game from when this was played to now, the overall tone and style are exactly the same. So this will give a good representation of what that game is going to be. It's a lot of fun. Uh, I've listened to a few playthroughs now. haven't had a chance just yet to play in one, but I'm sure I'll get that soon. But yeah, like I said, this game is leading up to our big month of October where we are bringing you brand new horror games each week. We are so excited about that. Actually, that's why I've been off the podcast for a little bit and not doing intros because I've been hard at work running games, planning games, editing getting us all prepared for October. I hope you join us all and enjoy all the games that we do. Big shout out to all of the players on this. Uh, Sin came on and ran the game. We also had Janiah Kemper, who plays Lily in this game. Banana Chan played Charles. We had Jen Martin, who played Pearl. And Tim Devine played Simon in this game. Check out the show notes for links to all their Twitters. Every single one of them are worth following. They contribute so much to this great hobby of ours. Um. Yeah, that's all I really got because I'm so excited to give you this game of Zhongxi, Blood in the Banquet Hall. Hi, my name's Tim. I'm
1: part of the roll to Play Network and Dice Up Games. Uh, you can find me at uh, GM Tim D on Twitter. That's where I'm most active. Otherwise, uh, at Dice Up Games or at uh, roll to Play Pod.
2: Hi, I'm Jen Martin. Uh, on Twitter, I am Jen Martin eighty. Uh, I, yeah, there's no G plus anymore, so that's pretty much where I'm at is Twitter.
3: Um, I'm Jonea Kemper. You can find me on Twitter sporadically at Violet Riot Games, (laughs) or on my own website at joneakemper.com.
4: I'm Banana Chan, and you can find me on Twitter at banana underscore chan underscore vid, because Banana Chan was taken. But that's okay. And uh, you can also find me on uh, Twitter as at Game in a Curry. That's my business for board game publishing. I'm also the uh, co writer for Jiangxi in the Banquet Hall.
5: Hi, I'm Sen, and you can find me on Twitter at Senfonglim, uh, S E N F O O N G L I M, and I use he, him pronouns. Oh, I guess you can also find me at Meeple Syrup which is the at the Facebook page for Meeple Syrup Shop Talk or at Meeple Syrup there. Perfect. Wonderful. Yay. And I co-wrote this game with Banana, so yay. So uh, we're going to be playing a game called Jiangxi in the banquet hall that Banana Chan and I are working about. As I talked about a little bit before, this is sort of a homage to uh, our family and ancestors and relatives and and our people uh, who came from China to North America during the early 20th century and late 19th century um, and have survived. And so that's what we wanted to write about. And so we have a lot of thoughts about this and we wanted to put them into a game. And we decided that uh, the best way to show how our people persevered was by Fighting vampires, apparently. And so, Jiangxi in the Banquet Hall is all about hopping vampires and running restaurants. Um, there's a couple content warnings for this game, which is The Last Spike. And The Last Spike is one of the pre gen uh, campaigns adventures that we have in the book so far. And the content warnings there's going to be racism, there will be uh, law enforcement, there is going to be discussion about human trafficking, and there may be violence. So, Those are the contents warning warning for this particular game and uh, hopefully we can deal with them in a a very mature manner. We do have an X card available on the table, the virtual table, so we'll be using that as necessary. Uh, The tone for this game is unlike the last one we played, which was a little more humorous. This will be a little more dark and gritty and real and that's okay. Uh, We'll get through it together. The setting is 1930s in Calgary and the Chinese Immigration Act has been enforced for the last six years. So the Chinese Immigration Act in Canada was an act that was passed through legislation to basically limit the number of Chinese men who could come into Canada. Uh, And there's all sorts of little nuances to it that we won't get into now, but it's real and it existed and it was kind of awful. So you can go look it up and see exactly what it's about. Um, In this situation, your family owns and operates a restaurant in Calgary, which is in Alberta, which is uh, kind of the west side of Canada, if you don't know where that is. Uh, There were once plenty of Chinese immigrants who passed through Calgary while working on the rail so a lot of Chinese people in that era had come to Canada and found themselves working as cheap labor on the railroad that connected Canada from east to west very similar to what happened in the states Um, and they were all looking forward to meals that reminded them of home when Calgary linked the rail networks in 1883 And the final spike was driven in 1885. Many of the immigrants uh, followed the rails east and north so they could continue to earn money after the Canadian government went back on their promise to give workers return fare back to China. So not only did they not allow Chinese people to come into Canada, any of the Chinese that they did allow to come into Canada, they reneged on a deal to send them back. So we are actually one of the luckier families where the husband and wife were together in Canada, which is super rare, by the way. Uh, and your family has opted to settle in Calgary instead of moving with the work. And you have resided in Calgary for the past two generations. Your restaurant is one of the few places in town where Chinese people gather in any number. Uh, Though settlers from anywhere in the world are welcome with free homesteading setting land to the Calgary area. The same could not be said for Chinese people. So this is an interesting fact. At the time, uh, the government said hey anybody from Europe come over and we'll give you free land to homestead on in Alberta in near Calgary uh, except for people who are Chinese so you guys you can't have that they were hit with a, a head tax of $50 per head that increased to $500 per head and if you go back in time $500 per head is a whole lot of money and this still dissuaded, uh, did not dissuade sorry, Chinese people from immigrating to Canada because there was a lot of bad stuff ha- happening in uh, China at the time. And so in 1923, the Canadian government instituted the Chinese Immigration Act to prevent any Chinese people from entering, um, and this left a lot of families divided. And so, as such, currently, you are currently serving mainly, mainly Canadian people now. Local farmers, local ranchers, and especially oilmen. Uh, Calgary is in an area that is very oil-rich. Uh, and so, you've had to adapt your cooking to suit their palates. And you wake up at night one night to a knock on the door. And this is where we're going to start choosing our characters, okay? So, just so you know, a couple notes for you. Um, occult magic is thought to be superstition in the old country, but who knows? Who knows? Um, because of the Chinese Immigration Act, you must have photo identification on you all the time, <clears throat> even if you were Canadian born or naturalized. And just so you know, when I say RCMP, that means the Royal Canadian Mounted Police, that means the Mounties you've all seen in their uh, red uniforms and funny hats and riding horses. And that is our federal law enforcement agency here in Canada, as fun as that is. Any any questions so far? No, we're good. Um, so we've given out the character sheets. If you look on the Google Slides, you can see there are a bunch of character sheets here. There's uh, Lily and Pearl and Simon and Charles, and their Chinese names are there, of course. Uh, but those are the characters we have and has anybody had a particular affinity towards any character in particular? What do you think?
2: I quite like Pearl but I am not a hundred percent attached like if other if somebody else wants to play her that's also fine
5: uh, right so I'm gonna write Jen next to Pearl so far Jen and Jen do you go Jen two ends or Jen I do one thank you That's what I thought okay yep. good. Um anybody else have a have a preference?
3: I've actually been kind of fond of Lily. All right. <laughs> Unless anyone else would like uh badass grandma
5: I was just so you know, badass grandmas always win the game.
4: <laughs> I feel like, like that's the most common thing, like in both of our campaigns or both of our games now, we've always had a badass
3: grandma. <laughs> I gotta tell you, i love a badass grandma and badass grandmas be badass. Yeah, they totally do. <laughs> such a simple phrase with so much meaning.
5: <laughs> it is actually, I think, I think one game we played, Dylan, uh, not of this, but of I think one my friend Dylan. Um, we have this idea called Iron Grandmas, where um, they're grandmas who are in mech suits, <laughs> right? Wouldn't that be awesome? Anyway. Um, yes! <laughs> I was <mean>, right? <laughs> so, Janae, uh let's see here. Oh, um, Tim. Please. I
1: would love to play Simon.
5: Okay. Why? Um,
1: for two reasons, uh, one uh, I I can relate a lot to a little bit of the the notes that I read on on Simon. Mm-hmm. Um, I love I love that it's the the goal, the hopes and dreams uh, to publish a Chinese cookbook featuring photos uh, as a compliment to his father's recipes. I just was complete. I, I read that one thing. I was like, okay, that's that's the one I want to play. I think. Uh, sure. Also, uh, after listening to Banana Play in her last Monster Hearts recorded game, I really want her to play the younger. Uh, uh, Rebellious
5: youth. <laughs> oh, so, Banana, you've been <laughs> volatile. You've been volatile.
1: <laughs> Banana. <do> you
5: know? <laughs> I was hoping I would get Charles. <laughs>
1: I, think I think it worked out perfectly, then.
5: Awesome. So, um, in your character sheets, just so you know, uh, there's a couple stats that you have, which are make... Uh, I mean, some of them have some mechanical advantage, but really... A lot of it's more storytelling-ish. So you have hopes and dreams at the top of your character, which is going to mechanically work into your dice pooling. Uh, you have the languages that you speak, read, listen, and write. So Cantonese and English. And you'll see that some people have much better Cantonese and some people have much better English. Uh, and that is that may factor in at some point in time. Uh, you have some skills. And we can go over what all those skills mean uh, in terms of how mechanically they work. And then you have a facet. A facet is sort of like a class, I guess. We don't really have classes in this game. Um, But, you know, you can think of it as like visual artist being a facet. Uh, And so for Simon, who Tim's playing, his facet is visual artist, and he is going to have skills in that regard. And they can affect how you roll or re-roll your dice depending on what you're doing. A uh, paper child for Pearl. So paper children uh, is historically interesting. Paper children are people who came over on false documents. And so a paper child uh, will have um, fewer run-ins with the law and threats of deportation because their papers are you know, forged well, mm-hmm. um, but they will most likely have more interaction with criminals and gang members because that's who they got those papers from. So they might have, you know, their markers called in and things like that. Um, Let's see what else is there. Um, For the entrepreneur, obviously, uh, that's the badass grandma. And so um, entrepreneur as the facet would be... So you're basically able to consult the dice twice uh, and use the best result in scenarios that deal with running your business. So basically it's like a re-roll for business running, um, gambling, negotiate, those are pretty self-explanatory that you get to re-roll in those k- scenarios, um, but Anna, you know your stuff for passing in local history and assimilated, yeah. so I won't go over that, um, they'll come up possibly, who knows, maybe, and who else do we have to do, oh, that's it, yay, we're done. Good, so those are most of the, the, the way that the skills and, and things mm-hmm. work. So we've got our characters, we've got our setting, uh, but now we need to actually build the restaurant. So first things first, what's the restaurant's name? What do you guys think the name is?
3: I'm like torn because okay. I'm trying to think of every single restaurant in my neighborhood and then smush them <laughs> together.
5: That is actually a great way of doing it. I like it.
3: Yes. There's legit like seven restaurants near my house. So I'm like, "Mm." one is happy palace. And then there's like Annie's 88, which is very punk sounding, but has been here for 40 years. Uh, (laughs) Anyone else is having some ideas or feels.
1: Is is Calgary where the, the spike was driven on the road, on the railroad? Yes. That, so, so maybe something that has to do with with that because uh, we planted roots when others were moving.
3: I love how I'm doing like I'm doing research on the side. <laughs> That's me.
5: Oh uh, well, I mean, it really wasn't in Calgary, Calgary, but it was. It was, you know, it was it was in uh, I can't even pronounce it. Craig British Columbia. But the last spike. Um, so there's there's. Also, the other last spike. So.
3: I'm looking at a list of, of some of the oldest restaurants in Calgary now. Because <laughs> <laughs> that's who I am.
5: Sorry. That's awesome, though.
3: Um, so one of them is kind of neat, which is like apparently called the Golden Inn. Ooh. Mm-hmm. And then there's Silver Dragon. Didn't we have a Silver Dragon last game?
5: No, it was something else. It's like silver,
3: something.
1: I like the silver because it's a tie in with vampires.
3: (laughs) Oh, we can do Silver Phoenix. Silver, that's that's fancy. Feeling if you're feeling fancy,
5: (laughs) (laughs) Jen. Do you have any thoughts about the name?
2: Uh, I would love to have thoughts, but I live in the suburbs of the Midwest, and all of my restaurants around my house are chain restaurants, so uh.
5: Oh, so I'm you guys run a P.F. Chang's? Awesome! Panda Express. Yes.
4: <laughs> Seriously, yes.
5: <laughs> <laughs> so, just a little, just a little history on on your family that you might not know because it's part of of uh, the rest of the scenario, um, and it's in your character sheets possibly, but you'd have to kind of connect them all together to remember to figure out that um, the recipes were. Uh, your grandfather's father's husbands, that you know, and he's dead. He he has passed away since. So that may be something that you want to think about. Um,
1: did they did they found the restaurant?
5: Yes. So the so what,
1: what would they have named it?
5: The grandmother and the grandfather of the family founded the restaurant. Oh, and that's
3: it was,
1: sorry,
5: okay. I was gonna no, no, say no.
3: that's a really good thing to think about. Oh, like well. Could it be lilies? Yeah, it could.
1: Golden lilies? Silver lilies?
3: Ooh. Silver lilies? That sounds cool. That sounds like someone named it who's like a dreamer and kind of like a romantic in a kind of way, but also practical, maybe, if that makes sense.
1: I think if, uh, if Simon is anything like his father, then his father would definitely have done that.
3: Yeah, been, that's been, cool.
1: been the, the dreamer, ro- hopeless romantic.
3: Oh, we can follow that. We can follow that through line right down to <coughs> Wayward Grandchild. <laughs>
5: <laughs> oh, banana. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, so, Silver Lilies? Are we going with Silver Lilies? I like Silver Lilies. I like it. I think that's a great All name. It. Okay, silver lilies. It is. What kind of food do you think silver lilies serve? So, um, let me just give you a, a brief introduction to Chinese cuisine, uh, and it, it's super brief because it's actually you know just the the major types, um, and not the like regional types. So, chop suey is basically Americanized Chinese food. That's that's a really good way to put it. Uh, dim sum is small package food, so that kind of classic uh, roll around on carts. Everything's in steamers and baskets, um, small bites. You know, things set set in threes and fours and fives. That's what dim sum would be. Uh, dinner banquet is those large, uh, you know, full tables with the that seat twenty and the lazy susan in the middle that you can spin and post your YouTube videos about um have you seen that yet by the way
3: i've i've eaten at massive dinner banquets but i haven't seen any youtube videos. so
5: so this is totally an aside but when you have time go look it up so what they do uh is the waiters the wait staff will um put the the lazy susan on edge and spin it and like like a coin and as they're doing that they'll whip the tablecloth out from under it to show their skills it's it's pretty funny wow yeah, it's it's like you know it's like flipping your bottle and it landing up right up it's it's the the Chinese restaurant version of that I guess you're eating the cloth whatever I don't know <laughs> um, uh, the last one would be uh, barbecued uh, barbecued meat preserved meat so uh, there are a couple well there are lots of restaurants that basically specialize in barbecue they're the restaurants where you you'll see like all the stuff hanging up in the window that's a that's a pure sign that that is a barbecue restaurant um which you won't see that at like a dim sum restaurant or a dinner banquet restaurant and a lot of restaurants do all these things uh because sometimes you have to to survive especially if you're the only restaurant in the area but they usually specialize in one area so what do you think chop suey dim sum dinner banquet uh barbecue if you remember a little bit of the history of that, I read out to you that you've had to change your style over time. Like you I, might not, you might be chop suey now, but that wasn't what you were originally. I, I
1: had a thought, but yeah. definitely not uh, married to this. But if originally it was founded more um, like dinner hall style. Mm hmm. Mm-hmm but maybe because of the situation that we're in and uh, m- many people moved on that we knew with the work, but we were staying in the one place, maybe that didn't work so well. And with uh, kind of Simon being a little bit more of an art, visual artist kind of figured out a way to transition maybe more uh, that, that style to a dim sum where then it was a little bit themed. Like if there's steaming, if the plates have a kind of a railroad feel to them, and you know, almost, almost like, almost like what we have nowadays, where it's like these themed restaurants, like <laughs> that pop up.
3: Are you suggesting that Silver Lilies is a novelty dim sum restaurant?
1: Because <laughs> I'm, Cause I'm, I'm thinking,
3: here for this, Tim. <laughs> I'm,
1: I'm thinking that might have been what we had to do to to, to
5: get people to come in. <laughs> <Are> you, <laughs> Do people choo choo choose to go to oh. Silver Lilies? Cuz if they do, oh I am also choo choo choosy to go to Silver
3: Lilies. I'm just saying that if all the little dim sum carts look like railroad cars. Oh my gosh. Mm-hmm.
2: I was going to say I literally grew up going to a restaurant that brought food to me on small trains.
5: Mm-hmm. Where did where what was that?
2: uh in in the uh, land, there's there's two of them now there's a new one that opened and it's not chinese food obviously it's like hot dogs and burgers and stuff but like they literally put plates on top of trains is this not a thing in the rest of the country i had no idea
5: that sounds pretty midwest yeah uh, the
2: one that's that that exists now the name is two toots <laughs>
5: nice there's there's definitely one in uh in grand rapids um which is not really the midwest um there was one called beggar dave's which has a really good uh korean burger by the way um Hmm. but it's called beggar Dave's, and i don't think they bring you food on the train but there's a train that runs around the whole thing all the way around it it's pretty neat so trains are cool so yeah, a novelty dim sum restaurant would be pretty neat. <laughs> It'd be sort of like the sushi boats going around. Yeah, that's that's yes. the. Yeah. Um, the
1: the only thing about this is that I know the tone that we were shooting for was a little more dark, gritty, real. So I think that might be nice to have that as like that is a pretty comical maybe back background. Sure. <laughs> but I, I think some, that's totally fine. Some some dark things can happen in the front of it.
5: Yeah. <laughs> so are are we all agreed? Does that sound good? I'm down for this.
3: Yeah. Okay. Okay. Good. I, down
5: for this. Okay, so there's a couple more questions with the restaurant uh, just to get us all started. We already know what Chinatown we're in. We're in the Calgary Chinatown. Um, what is the surrounding area like for you guys, do you think, in terms of where Silver Lilies is located in Calgary, whether or not we're in the Chinatown in Calgary or whether or not we're somewhere else? What do you think?
3: So they've been there. Mm-hmm. For quite some time. I mean, I would say that it's one of those situations in which there didn't used to be a Chinatown, and now the restaurant is like the Chinatown has been built around them.
5: Right. Okay.
3: Like that. Like Chinatowns don't exist until that's where you have to like that's where you live.
5: Right. 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 right
3: that's how many ethnic neighborhoods start. So it's mm-hmm. like the enclaves are an enclave. It used to just be a block with a Chinese restaurant. And now it's in the middle of Chinatown because that's what happened.
1: Yeah, everything grew up around it.
3: I like that a lot. And does that make sense?
1: Yeah, and if we were a banquet hall, then we would have been the center where everyone gathered, but then yeah. people stopped gathering. So we had to lure <laughs> them there with yeah. our train whistles
3: right oh my goodness that's that says a lot though because then it's then there's then the humorousness is also upset by like a sadness right like
5: mm-hmm.
3: you this is like a place where you came to have like weddings and like new years and like big things and then now you also have to deal with tourists who are completely ignorant of anything that's going on around them like
5: that happens right Mm -hmm. Right. i mean that's like a sacrifice that the family had to make right in terms of maybe a little bit of dignity
3: yeah
5: right i think dignity luann sorry maybe
1: maybe we had to uh, originally we had photographs that we had taken of all the different celebrations and events from the community that were all around the walls that had to be sort of taken down to put up these things that the uh canadian you know non-chinese uh would 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 uh, appreciate more about the restaurant so we we maybe have a memorial wall in the back uh with all those photos. Okay.
5: Really sad. I love it. And now yeah. I made myself
1: sad. So I'm going to go. Yeah. With <laughs> yeah.
5: Um what what uh how close to the train tracks do you guys think you do you think y'all you are? Did you pick the train theme because you're close to the tracks? Did you pick the train theme because you know your grandfather worked on the tracks? Did you pick the train theme because it's just, you know, Trains are big.
3: I feel like the train theme is a gimmick, but I feel like Lily wouldn't have allowed it to be a gimmick without like reason. Right? Like, so it either has, it has to be not just a smart business decision. uh, It also has to be something that was connected to the family or to the space. How do we feel? I don't know what that is like, but however we feel about this space. So maybe like on that big memorial wall, there's like a really nicely taken portrait uh, of family members who have worked on the rail lines.
5: Like all standing together in front of the, yeah. Yeah, that sounds great. Um, What season is it? Can I admit something? I have no idea what West Coast seasons are like. <laughs> <laughs> well, so you're on, it's not West West. So you're on the east side of the Rockies um, in Calgary, obviously, right? So uh, it does have four seasons. There are four seasons there. So what season would it be, you think?
1: Can it be cold because it's really hot here?
5: Yeah. In sure. real life, what do you it's,
3: think? <laughs> in real life, it's so hot. I'd right like now. the escapism yeah.
5: into cold. You want you want it to be like dead of winter. I'm fine with that.
3: Oh, yeah. burr, It's cold in here.
5: <laughs> okay, winter, there <laughs>
3: must be some vampires in the atmosphere. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh,
5: so cold in here. Um, are you affiliated with any criminal activity, uh,
1: as a family or individually? Yeah. Those are questions. I I would I would say Simon is not. Okay. Not personally.
4: Charles definitely is. I was going to say Simon's
2: wife might be.
1: (laughs) Okay. Jen, did you say did you say Pearl might be?
2: She might be. Yeah.
1: Okay. Hiding it from her husband. I Mm -hmm.
5: love that. Okay. And uh, problems
2: at all. It'll be. What about Kelly?
5: what about Lily? Is it does Lily even consider gambling a criminal activity? Gambling
3: or is, is a, not a criminal activity.
5: It's a way of life.
3: What do you mean? How dare you talk about <laughs> mahjong that way?
5: Right. Okay. Not criminal. Okay. I know
3: criminals. I'm because, sorry. Forgive me. Uh, my, my inner Lily is coming out.
5: That's that is exactly what you want. So <laughs> all your inner youngs to come out uh what is the busiest time of day for the restaurant do you think
1: dinner time yeah
5: okay dinner time busy yeah um okay and then because you're a dim sum restaurant uh historically dim sum is super busy like weekend brunch times do you think that would make sense as well that you're busy on dinner and then especially on sundays and saturdays yeah. during brunch hmm
3: Okay. I feel like we're super swamped at like 1 p.m. on a Saturday yeah, or like yeah. 12.
5: Yeah, that makes sense. Um, what do you think about your clientele? Uh, the the opening stem says it's mostly Canadian people. What do you think about the clientele? Is there? Do you have any special people that come in? Do you have uh, particular people that you don't want in but that do come in? What do you think?
4: Ooh, can we have some Tong members?
3: That's exactly have- what I was going to say. <laughs> 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 <I'm pretty> perfect. <laughs> I was Calgary, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. um,
5: so, if you don't know what a Tong is, a Tong is really a cultural society. You can put those in quotes. Uh, who ostensibly are for the protection of, of you know, Chinese people and culture, but they do it through you know illicit means and violence and things like that. So. It's this weird sort of necessary evil, right? If you think about um, when you are foreigners in a foreign land, you band together. And, you know, it's interesting because a lot of the more law-abiding citizens would say, well, who are not really citizens yet or whatever, people, immigrants would say, no, 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 we want to fit in. We want to assimilate. And then the Chinese preservation societies would say, oh, no, 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 we have to remain in... proud about our Chinese heritage and things like that and then there's some little subculture parts of those that say we're going to do it with violence or crime or whatever and so it's it's an interesting kind of uh thing to wrap your head around that sometimes survival requires you know criminal activity or things that other people would deem as criminal um are there any other businesses in town that you're friendly with Oh, could I, could I add one thing to the people who frequent
1: um, as a, as a contrast to the, to the Tongs? uh, I feel like this would be that prime spot that local dignitaries would bring like visiting people. Like the mayor would bring someone here to be like, and this is how our, you know, this district is uh, progressing and, and look at the trains on the walls and, (laughs) you know, (laughs) like, Like when the exclusion
3: uh, act hasn't hurt this community at all.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. No, that's exactly. It's like it's like the poster child of of progressive pub, you know, public figures. Look how well they're
5: assimilating.
1: Exactly. Right. Yeah. There's no problems.
5: Okay. Uh, So that's awesome. Back to the other question I had was: Are there any Are there other businesses in town that you're friendly with that you have alliances with that you frequent? What do you think?
4: So probably the grocery store or like the, a grocer
5: okay, um,
4: would definitely be someone that we're friendly with.
5: Yeah. I was going to say like
4: a butcher or yeah. jelly kind of. Yeah.
5: Okay. So, uh, and for those of you who don't know much about Calgary, Calgary is also called Cowtown. Town. Uh, it is, <laughs> and there, there is a stampede there. It is basically like Texas of Canada. Um, it is all cows all the time.
3: Oh wow! I'm
2: yeah. learning so much. Uh, yeah. Right. Right. <laughs>
4: yeah.
5: Huh. Uh, so having having the butcher is that's perfect. Um, so good good thought there. Um, anything that your characters are scared of, aside from the mounties? Okay, no mounties. Good. I mean,
3: like definitely some mounties.
5: <laughs> How can you be scared of mounties? They're so cute, and um, formal. What else? I mean, I'm scared of them because I came here illegally. <laughs> <laughs> well, there you go, right?
3: I Every time, like, thinking about Lily, like, the, the police definitely trouble her, and she definitely does not particularly enjoy their presence. Okay. Uh, and I so think that...
5: Dis- distrust more than fear, but...
3: Yeah, it's yeah, okay. one of those... I don't like you here, and I'm just going to pretend that you don't recognize that. If that makes any sense. Mm. It's the um so in thinking about other things that she could fear, I think it just revolves around family.
5: Okay. All right. Any other fears that we have? Are we good to move on? What do you think? We can develop them as we go.
4: I think mine is definitely not fitting in. Okay. I think Charles just wants to assimilate as quickly as possible.
1: (laughs) Right. I think Simon's fear is that um, his son is going to be kind of treated the way he was as a child. And so there's like torn between supporting the, the progressiveness because, you know, that's your kid, you want to see him thrive, but also wanting to, you know, basically like Simon's in the middle ground between what his father would have wanted and what his son would want for sure. his son.
5: Okay. Um, do, have there been any supernatural occurrences lately that you know of? Or things that could be perceived as supernatural?
2: I think I've heard of stuff. Okay. Um. But I I I don't know how, how hard you you guys want me to go with that. Uh, it could be like just a rumor or it could be like, oh my god, I saw the thing.
3: Do you want to drive that way, uh, banana? Um I like, it looks like you want to. I like <laughs> a
4: lot. Like I always yeah. like this. um mm-hmm.
1: it should be okay. something that was outside of our family that we're hearing, or is it something like within our family that only we're the ones aware of?
4: maybe we're the only people aware of it for now i'm sure like maybe oh you heard this through the grapevine but then also like maybe one of us knows this is more than just that
1: type situation. Oh,
2: neat. Yeah, yeah. Yeah.
1: Oh, what about like, uh, you know, when you, especially the, the the photography back then, when you were doing your your uh, development of the photos, and there'd oh. be random things that you'd see in yeah. there. Yeah. So now for the past several weeks, many of the photos that are being developed by Simon, and maybe, maybe, uh, uh, maybe Pearl helps with that too, uh, we're seeing some strangeness.
3: And of course, Lily is going to wholesale believe you because I don't know about anyone else's badass grandmas, but my badass grandma would have been like, that's a ghost. Yeah. <laughs> uh, like, All without right. any, like, without any, any, like maybe it's the chemical dilation. Nah, you got ghosts. <laughs> so,
5: there are ghosts up in the I'm atmosphere. Dead. I'm dead. Yeah. <laughs>
3: I can see. I can very much see. um, I can very much see Lily going. Oh yeah, this is this is a thing.
5: Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, Is there any landmark in your Chinatown that has any supernatural elements to it that you think of?
2: I was gonna say I heard a cat meow, and I want. I think there's a there's a there's a Chinatown cat.
5: Okay.
3: I'm so sorry.
2: That's my cat. No, it's he great. Really I love it. No, nope,
5: I love it. There's a cat in Chinatown, and and when it when it meows, what happens?
3: Ooh.
5: Three days later. Dot dot dot.
3: You know something's coming. <laughs> okay, like, so no
5: yeah. so there's a cat that wanders on Chinatown that's like a, a a bearer of ill omen. That's I luck. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. No, and
2: this cat we've tried to get rid of it no I've
1: that. never been able to photograph it even if i have it in the frame <laughs> the picture develops and it's not oh, there
5: oh neat i love that that's awesome um and there have been rumors another rumor that you you may have heard of people have gone missing lately um is are, is anybody doing anything about it that you know or is it just like we think this is a rumor
3: um uh is it possible that we have someone we employ or like, or someone we know of who has gone missing, like sure. a butcher's assistant and that's why the meat is late
5: mm, or
3: yeah. like a waiter we just hired and they never showed up to work or is that something you'd wanna play with or? I like that. Yeah.
4: And maybe we just thought that they were lazy or something, and they just like didn't want to show up to work. But it turns out they're undead <laughs> <laughs> Or something.
3: Are they undead? Undead? <laughs> undead?
5: So are is, we saying that a waiter uh, from the restaurant hasn't been showing up to work lately? Yeah.
1: It, who? Who? It, would it be more Lily or more Pearl? Who is like the manager? Like, you know what I mean? Like, the hu- who's human resources of our business? <laughs>
3: <laughs> so I will say that no matter what your job at the restaurant is, it's also Lily's job. Mm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you yeah. may think that that's what your job is, but... Everything is Lily's job.
2: Joneah, I'm super cool with the idea of like, I thought it was my job and I did it poorly one time and you have taken it away from me. <laughs>
5: <laughs> okay. Cool. Okay. All right. So uh, last couple of questions for you. Uh, who or what in town has threatened your restaurant? Oh, so
4: I just realized, Charles wants to go into selling cars, selling mm-hmm. automobiles. The new thing. Yeah. So there's like a newfangled thing in town. What if it's something to do with like new businesses coming in that are no longer they're trying to like I guess move things away from the railroad and being like, hey, you know, automobiles are the new thing and we've already spent so much money on like this train decoration. <laughs> <laughs> And like all these train things that now we're just like, what are we gonna do?
5: Is that an internal threat? Like Charles really wants to change the decor? Or is that an external threat where, you know, the the local businessmen are saying, you know, you should change that.
4: Or you should sell us your land or sell us your <laughs> base so we can turn it into an automobile factory. <laughs> oh,
3: gentrification. <laughs>
5: So there, there's a consortium of of automobile manufacturers or salespeople that really want the land that the restaurant's on? Does that sound like what you're telling me?
4: Yeah, maybe okay. it's like somehow fit for car making somehow.
5: Well, you what? know, if it was near the train track, it actually would be, right? Because then you'd have to... Because
3: oh, car yeah.
4: parts. Yeah. Mm. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. You can like transport easily. Okay. Yeah.
1: And are the are these is this consortium are they sort of like buddying up to Charles and taking advantage of Charles's like like new way of thinking towards cars to try to convince them? Or is it is it more like you that Charles heard about it and knows I don't I don't know. How how's Charles feel about this?
4: I think that Charles wants to so his hope and dream is to uh quit the restaurant business and to go into automobiles. So I think that he just needed like more of a push and that like one incentive was to talk to someone from the automobile industry and maybe get a check from them. Mm. Um, And with this check, he's just like debating whether or not he should tell the rest of his family.
5: Right.
3: I was just going to ask, so so Charles has received like a loan or? I would
4: say it's something Maybe it's like a check that's like, that says, um, you know, if you sell us the land, we'll also like send you a, give you like a contract or something to like work for us. Uh. Like a lot of incentive for him to be like, okay, I'm going to speak on behalf of the family. I'm going to say, we're selling this business. We're going to sell this land.
5: Wow. And, yeah. Charles, Charles, Charles. A mm-hmm. <laughs> 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 Um, How many other Chinese families do you guys know? In the Calgary area, what do they what do they do?
3: All of them.
5: I all feel them. like <laughs> yeah,
3: <laughs> that's legit.
1: Lily, I'm, Lily's in a mahjong tournament with all the heads of the.
3: Of the well, family. it says that Lily rules Calgary's Chinatown from the mahjong table. Mm-hmm. So I just see Lily in the back of like the restaurant, looking at other people, like, "Hmm, yes."
5: <laughs> Holding you, court, right? You just got court.
3: like you just got here. I know what your family did last summer. I know this. <laughs> okay, like, cool.
5: I love it. <laughs> and I that really feeds into Lily's ability to negotiate with people, right? That I know things, so yeah. Okay, cool. And um, is there anybody who has been separated from other people by the Chinese Exclusion Act? <laughs>
2: totally
5: have. <laughs> from Jen? Uh, okay, and tell, the tell rest us about of that. my family. Okay, so is there anything, any feels about that? Any, any? Oh yeah, yeah. What, I feel
2: I, yeah. I mean, like I love my family here, but I I very much um, yearn to have the, my birth family here with me, um, and I think about them every day, and um, yeah. Yeah, they're they're never far from my thoughts.
5: Okay, so do you want to bring them over? Would you like to try to bring them over, or do you want to get away and go back to them?
2: No, I want to bring them
3: here. Okay. Yeah. Um, All right. Yeah.
5: Go ahead I go.
2: would
3: say that I'm looking I'm looking through Lily's uh, sheet right now. Yeah. I would say that Lily definitely empathizes because they had to stay in Calgary because she was pregnant so there's probably siblings and her parents she never got to say goodbye to or to yeah. see and that are long gone and will mm-hmm. not be able to be recovered so right feels
5: right
1: i think oh. i think simon is is more self-alienating like keeps okay. to the kitchen keeps to you know behind the with the camera because uh only child uh and then uh, a lot of the bully, bullied as a kid doesn't, yeah. So he, he keeps to the kitchen as much as possible. That's
5: that's, that's a really interesting insight, you know, <clears throat> behind the, uh, you know, in the kitchen, behind the camera, always there, but never seen, right? Interesting. But,
1: but also feels like he's very much a part of it because he took all those photos on that big wall and... Or, or at least helped develop them. So he's back in the kitchen alone, but also with everyone on that Right,
5: wall. right, right. Okay. A um, couple questions. Uh, last questions, and these will be four specific characters. Uh, Lily, you are a consummate gambler. Uh, which of the other characters would you risk yourself for? Which of the other characters would you put at risk if that meant the survival of the rest of the family?
3: So... I feel like Lily would put herself at risk for her grandson.
5: And who would you sacrifice if it meant the survival of the rest of the family? Sorry, Pearl.
3: (laughs) Yeah, no. I saw that one coming.
5: (laughs) 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 Okay, Pearl. um, Marriage brought you to Canada, Mm -hmm. but love might be what keeps you here. Uh, Which of the other characters do you truly love? Do you even believe in love? Or is that just, are you just being the dutiful daughter?
2: Um, I truly love my husband and my son. Um, I am a bit being the dutiful daughter. Um, I don't think I love my (laughs) mother-in-law. I'm a little afraid of her. I don't think I love her. Um, But like, I I know the deal of being the the son's wife right uh but i do love him okay
5: uh simon um which of your family members have hurt you by their words or actions in the past what did they do and how do you feel about it now
1: oh um i mean it. to have, uh, Charles, you're 20, right? 20 years yeah. old. Yeah. I mean, I think it's impossible to have gone 20 years without <laughs> my son doing that. <laughs> um, uh, probably, probably more recently as, as they're coming into their own person and taking their own risks. And, um, <clears throat> but I don't, I think I. Th- it, it was, they hurt me. was that, that was like how it yeah. was framed. Mm-hmm. Um, I think, I think, Probably the only way that Charles could have actually hurt Simon in a way that Simon wasn't already expecting or prepared for or understands was when Charles maybe um, dismissed the wall, the wall of photos and dismissed that part of the legacy.
5: Oh, he, he literally dissed you.
1: Yeah, I think I think as many times as you would call me a coward or a failure or somebody who keeps to themselves and doesn't want to take risks and and all that that is water off a duck's back. But as soon as it's like the and none of this matters. Right, the is like
5: Yeah, that was pretty dismissive.
1: Yeah. The food the food did not get out
5: on time that night <laughs> to the tables. Okay. <laughs> Charles you you thoughtless son of you. Um which of your family do you think which of your family members do you think is holding you back the most from achieving your dreams and how does that make you feel?
4: Oh, definitely my dad. Uh, <laughs> definitely Simon. I feel like, you know, he's just not forward-thinking enough. He just doesn't, you know, doesn't think about the future of this family or, you know, how this town's changing. So Eventually, I'd like to tell him that I am going to go into my future of selling, selling cars.
1: All right. Do, do you think <clears throat> one, one other thing? How, how do you think Charles feels about Simon like not being, uh, like, how do you put it? Um, like, if he will all, all, almost always back down, avoid a fight, avoid confrontation, avoid even the any type of thing that might lead to confrontation? Um, Is that something that you would like look down? I don't know. Yeah, I'm just curious, just for that dynamic.
4: I think maybe, I feel like Simon is still strict though. Mm. Like there um, there is like tension between, like there's a reason why Charles isn't just going straight for, you know, what he wants. And I think it's because uh, there is an element of like, okay, fine, I should listen to my dad because he's right most of the time, but this is what I actually want to do.
5: Okay. Sounds good. Sounds good. So with that note, uh, you guys have kind of fleshed out your characters a bit more, made them your own and the setting as well. So this is good. And um, we're going to start the game.
0: That's it for this episode. Thanks for listening. Visit row2playpodcast.com for more information. ROLL2playpodcast.com. Like us over on Facebook at row2playpodcast. Follow us on Twitter at row2playpod. Have a question or comment? Email us at row2playpodcast at gmail.com. If you want to play with the game with us, just hit us up on any of our social media and let us know. And lastly, our music is the intro track from the Spellbreaker EP by Tritachyon. Visit soundcloud.com slash